Good evening, everybody. It is July 24th. Um, it's about 8 o'clock here in San Antonio. I'm here with my boy Tyson. Uh, this is part three of the AFC North uh, Divisional Breakdown. Um, like I said, we're doing a four-part sing- uh, segment series. Just breaking down each team. What happened last year? What went wrong? What went right? Going over the stats. What did they do in the offseason as far as free agency, the draft? And how is the team looking going into 2020 season with so much unknowns in the air? Um, and today we are doing a hot topic, baby. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this one for a minute. When I, wrote, when I first wrote this one, I was just like, man, this, this might be like a really long piece. So I'm going to just try to keep it short and concise. Uh, this is going to be the Cleveland Football Browns, man. And, um, you know... I am your host, Carlo. If I didn't say this is the Go For Two podcast, uh, let's go ahead and just uh, jump right into it, baby. Uh, you know, so the team breakdown, you know, just kind of like uh, last year they went 6-10. and 10. Uh, They were third in the AFC North. Uh, there was just all this hype, all this talent going into the season, and they ended up 6-10, and 10, you know. But what else do you expect? Uh, last year, head coach Freddie Kitchens, uh, kind of one and done as far as the season. So he's out. Uh, head coach, the new head coach steps in, Stefan Stefanski. This is his first season. He's coming from the Minnesota Vikings as their offensive coordinator. Um, you know, I've heard nothing but good things from Kevin Stefanski. He's a, a maker of men. Uh, also, new GM, Andrew Barry, he's the youngest uh, GM right now in the NFL. Um, he's uh, a hot topic as well. Him and Kevin Stefanski uh, look to take this Cleveland Browns team from, you know, uh, potential to actual results, actual wins. You know, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt comes into his first season. Joe Woods, first season, formerly the 49ers defensive backs coach. Uh, Mark Prefier's second year season, second season with the Cleveland Browns, you know, kind of going over the stats of last year. Um, this is a team that scored about 20.9 points a game, which was 22nd best in the NFL, 340 yards of total offense, 22nd best in the NFL, passing yards, 222nd, 22nd best in the NFL, and then uh, rushing, uh, we're actually ranked 12th best with about 118 yards on the ground per game. Uh, looking at what Baker did last year, uh, 59.4 completion percentage, threw for 3,800 yards, which was 14th most in the NFL, 22 touchdowns, you know, uh, 16th best in the NFL, middle of the pack, not great, and 21 interceptions, which is second most behind Jameis at 30. He was sacked 40 times, which is seventh most. Um, You know, yikes, yikes for Baker. Well, I'm going to get to him in a second. Oh, man, I'm ready. Uh, You know, looking at Nick Chubb, what he did last year, you know, absolutely breakout year last year. Um, Just under 1,500 yards rushing. He ended up seventh best in the NFL, eight touchdowns. Um, also caught 36 balls for 279 yards on the ground. Um, they also had Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem Hunt didn't do much in eight games, but, you know, 
uh, coming into this year, he should be a factor on offense. Uh, looking at the, uh, you know, receiving from last year, uh, Jarvis Landry led the team in targets, receptions, yards, uh, and touchdowns. He had 83 catches, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns, which was 10th best as far as yards. Uh, and then we have OBJ. I can't wait to get into him right now in a second. 74 receptions, 1,000 yards, 1,000 with 35 yards. Yes, OBJ, you did get 1,000 yards. You've been getting 1,000 yards. You just got it by 35 yards. Congratulations. Only four touchdowns for one of the most electrifying players in the entire NFL. Uh, as far as defense, uh, this was a defense that was just kind of a, a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. The points, uh, they averaged 24.6 points a game, which is uh, they allowed 24 points six points a game, which is 20th best. 361 yards of total offense, which is 22nd best. Um, passing yards, 216, which is a really good number. They were seventh best in that category. They allowed 144 yards on the ground, which was 30th best. Second dead last, essentially. 38 sacks, 20th best. Um, you know, INTs, they had 14 INTs last year, tied for eighth best in the NFL. Um, yeah, just kind of looking at what they did in the uh, offseason, they added quarterback Case Keenum. They added tight end Austin Hooper, offensive tackle Jack Coughlin. Uh, those three guys, you know, immediate impact. Uh, Carl Joseph, safety, Anderson, Sendejo, safety. Adrian Claymore, defensive end. Kevin Johnson, former first pick. For former first round pick, corner. Um, Andy Janovatsky. He's a fullback. I'm going to get to him in a second. And then uh, probably the biggest addition was Andrew Barry as their GM. Uh, some key losses. Uh, they lost Joe Sherbert, um, who was a leader for that defense last year. He had over 133 tackles last year. Uh, led the team in interceptions with... Uh, uh, four interceptions last year. And they also lost Christian Nagurski, linebacker, uh, Greg Robinson, offensive tackle, Morgan Burnett, safety, and Ricky Seals-Jones uh, as well left in free agency. What the Cleveland Browns did in the NFL draft, uh, really liked what they did in the draft, honestly. Um, no complaints on this side. Uh, in their first round, they got Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama. In the second round, they got Grant Del Pitt, safety out of LSU. In the third round, they got Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle out of Missouri. Uh, also in the third round, Jacob Phillips, linebacker out of LSU. In the fourth round, Harrison Bryant, tight end out of Florida Atlantic. In the fifth round, Nick Harris, uh, offense, uh, center out of Washington. And then in the sixth round, they got Devin Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of Michigan. Uh, seven picks total. Um, you know, just kind of starting it off with Jedrick Wills. Um, a lot of the teams in the top ten did this, where they drafted an offensive tackle. You know, because that offensive tackle is so crucial because he, I've said this before, he not only helps the quarterback, but he helps the running game at the same time. So it's a two-for-one in that aspect. Uh, this was a offensive line group that was really bad last year, uh, so they looked to help out Baker in that aspect. Uh, in the second round, uh, great 
great pick in Granville Pitt. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, if he would have came out a year earlier, well, probably would have been like a top 10 pick at safety. Just really good. Didn't have a great season uh, last year, but I truly believe he's a stud. Uh, and to for the uh, Cleveland Browns to have got him, you know, you know, I was hoping the Cowboys would get him personally, but a uh, great pick for them. Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle, just uh, added some great value in the third round. You know, looking at also what they did in the third round, they also added another LSU player in Jacob Phillips. He helps to fill the void left by Joe Sherman and Christian Nagurski. Uh, you know, this was a really interesting pick here at, in the fourth round. Harrison Bryant, tight end out of Florida Atlantic. A really good athletic tight end. Um, you know, he's kind of buried in that depth chart right now, but uh, a really good value pick, like I said. Uh, he was a second-round guy you got in the fourth round. Uh, extremely versatile, really athletic. And you just hope that he can kind of, you know, come into his own and here in the next couple of years, learning from guys like Austin Hooper and uh, David and Joku. And then they got another uh, weapon on offense, you know, Devin Peoples-Jones, uh, really athletic, you know, big wives are going to go up and get those 50-50 balls and, Nick Harris to add some more depth to the offensive line. You know, looking at, you know, this this offense kind of just in general, it's just so star-studded. It's not even funny, man. Um, and this defense, you know, that's probably going to be the biggest question for me personally. Uh, so going into, like I said, with the 2019 Cleveland Browns, it was all this hype with, you know, OBJ, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, you know, Freddie Kitchens, and it was a disaster to say the least, you know. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they, they just couldn't find the right formula to create a playoff berth, which I thought this was a team that was going to make at least a wild card or if not take this entire uh, division. They fired Freddie Kitchens after one year, you know, from what I hear, he was just an absolute joke at head coach, um, which is kind of tough. You know, he had that great little spring of – games at the end of the 2018 season that helped them get that position. But, you know, the organization did a great job in, in, in bringing in Andrew Barry and then the hiring of Kevin Stefanski. Um, you know, where he was last year, he came from that, that Minnesota Vikings team with a lot of talent. You know, I, I see a lot of similarities between this offense in Cleveland and the one that he had last year or even two years ago uh, in Minnesota. You know, he helped guys like Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Irvine Smith, Latavius Murray. Um, you know, and then I kind of look at this team and how talented it is as well, you know, with Baker. Um, I'm sorry, with Baker, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. Uh, you know, it's almost extremely identical. Two superstar wide receivers, two really good tight ends, uh, you know, great running game. You know, obviously the Browns have also Kareem Hunt as well, you know, and it really just kind of starts with Baker right now. You know, I'm, I'm you know, everybody's looking at Baker and how many coaches and how many coordinators he's been, coordinators he's been through. Uh, so a really tough year, you know one of those good young quarterbacks that's it's kind of looking like a make or break season. And the reason why I say that is because um, this is a former Heisman quarterback, former first overall pick, 
um, who had all the commercials a year ago, was doing all this talking, and look how it ended for him. You know, just absolute embarrassing season for them. And I love how this year he's taking the the quiet, humble, mature approach. He's just worried about playing football. He's going to let the football do all the talking for him. Hey, you know what, Baker? Good for you, dude. Good for you. A lot of guys should be taking this advice right now and just letting do their letting their work do all the talking for them. Um, you know, because then you look like a you know a complete butt uh, on national television. And I think uh, you know you, you you go through so many quarterbacks and so many head coaches that you just try to find one that works. And that's what the Cleveland Browns have been trying to do. And I think Kevin Stefanski, his style of offense should help Baker. You know, it's going to be about running the ball and making easy throws for them. You know, and the reason why it's a make-or-break season for Baker is because of the signing of Case Keenum. You know, Case Keenum had that one really good season with the Minnesota Vikings back in 2018 where he, you know, he's really known for that throw to Stephon Diggs and the miracle in Minnesota, uh, you know, that playoff game against the Saints. But Case Keenum had a great year that year, and it was in huge part to Kevin Stefanski. So uh, there's already a lot of similarities in that offense, uh, familiarity as well. He's a proven veteran, and, you know, now he's under his head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski. So if Baker, you know, let's just say they don't get off to a hot start, you know, Case Keenum could be the guy who steps in and, you know, uh, helps that offense, I guess, and, you know, like I said, just Case Keenum is, is is a guy that, you know, we're not really talking about right now because it's all about Baker and the Browns. But look for him if this team is not having success early, that they can make a change. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Because Baker literally has everything around him, you know. They said, hey, you know what? The offensive line really struggled last year. Okay, so let's go do it. Let's go get some offensive linemen. So they go out and get a really good right tackle in Jay Coughlin, who, according to PFF, was ranked as the ninth best right tackle. He's coming from Tennessee, which helped Derrick Henry get a rushing title. Huge upgrade in the the draft, selecting Alabama's offensive tackle and Jedrick Wills to play left tackle. You know, even Jack Coughlin said he wants to help Nick Chubb win a rushing title. Nick Chubb had 1,500 yards rushing last year. I, I think they can do it. If anybody can do it, they can. And, you know, this interior of the offensive line, uh, you know, once again with another year together, should build some more continuity. Uh, that's what I look for in offensive line is continuity. How long have these guys been playing together? And, you know, looking at this this uh, uh, running back backfield right now with Chubb, who was a breakout player last year, Kareem Hunt, who served that six-game suspension last year. Um, this is, without a doubt, the, the the most talented backfield in all of football. You know, and I had the idea, you know, this is, like I said, this is the division where they're going to run the ball. Let me tell you why, okay? It started in the offseason by trading for Andy Janowski, a fullback. They traded for a back, okay? So Kevin Stefanski right now is telling you, hey, we're going to run the ball. So, you know, I was looking at maybe possibly having two 
thousand yard rushers. And I was like, I wonder when the last time there was two thousand yard rushers on the same team. Of course, last year with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Yes, but I want to know two running backs that were thousand yard rushers. And I went back and looked at the stats, baby. And that hasn't happened since 2009 in Carolina with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, okay? So this is a way more talented uh, set of running backs. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to utilize both of them. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of uh, Nick, you know, Nick will be the running back. And, you know, you'll see uh, Kareem Hunt out in the slot, you know, as a wide receiver more. Uh, but Kareem Hunt will still get his touches, uh, you know, Nick Chubb is just an absolute stud out of Georgia. Georgia could be RBU also, you know, just, just put it out there. Put Ohio State out there, you know, Georgia too. Got to put some respect on that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and the reason why Andy Janovich is so key is because of who Kevin Stefanski had in Minnesota. C.J. Ham, a pro bowler uh, for a couple of years for them, so – like I said, this is an almost identical offense uh, to what he had in Minnesota. You know, now we're going into these these wide receivers. The superstar OBJ, he's retired. He's tired of being humble, guys. He played hurt last year. He still had over a thousand yards receiving. This is the same thing I'm going to say about Zeke, and I, I know I'm not even there at the NFC East yet, but nobody cares if you guys have a thousand yards. A thousand yards is not special anymore, guys. This is a passing league. Go out and get fifteen hundred yards, or go get two thousand yards. That's gonna be really noteworthy. Nobody cares if you guys have a thousand yards. OBJ, you should have a thousand yards, man. Like I don't know, you barely had over a thousand yards last year. Yes, you were playing hurt. Okay, now you're healthy this year. Okay, you know I'm just I'm just tired of these guys. You know, doing all the talk and just go out and play ball. You know, like you know I make the reference to AB. You know, OBJ, you know, these superstars, you know, it's, this is a team sport, guys. I'm sorry, you know. And um, a thousand yards is like a bad season, you know. I'm just going to leave it at that. And the reason why, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to share with you all also this stat here. In 2018, Adam Thielen had 113 receptions, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, that same year in 2018, had 102 receptions, just cracked over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns as well. Uh, just because this dynamic is, in, is is almost the same as you know OBJ and Jarvis Landry, you know, and I don't know if everybody can have a thousand yards. Okay, I don't know if Kareem Hunt can have a thousand yards rushing. I don't know if Nick Chubb can have a thousand yards rushing with OBJ having a thousand yards receiving and with Jarvis having a thousand yards receiving. You know, it's, it just I'm having a hard time seeing that, you know. So, like I said, if this team is not having success early, how are they going to, you know, all get touches? There's only one football, and there's not enough mouth. There's too many mouths to feed. So, somebody's going to have to take a step back. Uh, so, we'll see. And, hey, you know what? There was a rumor at one point going around that OBJ was trying to leave, and he's like, no, I'm staying, yada, yada, cool, whatever. Uh, you know, another, you know, another mouth to feed was Austin Hooper from Atlanta, who had an amazing year last year. Unfortunately, his season ended early. Um, he had over 787 yards, six touchdowns and 13 games. 
who is now the second highest paid tight end in the league behind Hunter Henry and his franchise tag. So I don't think they're going to pay all this money just for Austin Hooper to, you know, be blocking out there. So uh, I look for Austin Hooper to make a meaningful impact in this offense. They also drafted tight end Harrison Bryant from FIU. And then this is also to go along with former first-round pick David Njoku. You know, like I look at David Njoku and Austin Hooper, and I make the reference back to Kyle Rudolph and Irvine Smith, you know. And now David Njoku reported that he wants to leave Cleveland. I wonder why. Obviously, there's a lot of mouths to fill on offense, and he's going into a contract year, and he wants to put up the big numbers, just like Austin Hooper did, so he can get paid. David Njoku is a very talented tight end. But, you know, even in Minnesota, you know, looking at – Kyle, Kyle Rudolph and Irvine Smith and their stats, they both barely had over 300 yards receiving. They had the same number of receptions. So it's all about being a balanced offense. So I believe this offense can be explosive and they can do whatever they want. But, man, it's just going to be so hard to feed all those mouths. And, you know, if, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like, man, how do I cover all these guys? So. It's going to be up to Baker and how he can, you know, get this team galvanized together and go out and win games. They just need to win games. If they win games, they can't really complain about not getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to watch them. Now, looking at the defense, starting with Miles Garrett, who was suspended, uh, you know, for I think it was six games last year for that incident with Mason Rudolph. Um, I hope he really learned his lesson. I hope he at least apologized to Mason Rudolph because um, whatever happened, whatever transpired between them two, it was just absolutely unnecessary and absolutely horrifying to watch. Um, and it's just kind of weird because now he just got rewarded with a massive contract um, as the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because, I mean, this guy is a freak of nature Probably one of the best athletes in the NFL. Definitely worth every minute of it, worth every penny of it. But I just, I just find it really hard for him to cheer after he does something like that. So um, that's just my thought on it. You know, he probably didn't even care about me, but whatever. Um, I just think I'd say just because you know, it was just um, kids are watching that. You know what I'm saying? And what kind of message is he putting out to the world? And this is the way we view him now. This is this is when I think of Miles Garrett, I think of the meme of him hitting Mason Rudolph with a helmet. And the only way he can combat that is to have a great season. And I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to lead this defense. You know, now they're making a transition from the 34 to a 43. Um, they've added some depth at the defensive line with um, Andrew Billings from Cincinnati. Jordan, and they drafted Jordan Elliott. Um, but then once again, it's all about catching the Baltimore Ravens and they got to stop that run. And, you know, I just, it, that, that, that's really tough because they lost both their inside linebackers and Joe Shubert, um, who's been so good for the last couple of years and Kristen Nagurski. They've added BJ Goodson and they drafted LSU linebacker Jacob Phillips. You know, also another former teammate of Joe Burrow. So that'll be fun to watch Cleveland and Cincinnati. And the strength of this defense might be in the secondary. You know, it's led by a really good young corner, Denzel Ward. Opposite of him is Greedy Williams, who's coming into the second year. Extremely talented corner from LSU. 
he's the guy who's kind of going pick, to get picked on, so he needs to be ready to go. Like, this is – he's a very talent, talented player. Could have gone in the first round. And then another guy, you know, Randall Pitt, will step in. I think he's going to have an immediate impact in that secondary as well. So many guys on LSU, LSU, you know, uh, I don't know if that's just like a trend. And they also added Anderson, a- Andrew Sandeo, who spent some time in Minnesota. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, is being able to stop that running game. And I think this offense essentially in Cleveland will help out the defense. You know, it's going to be about, you know, keeping the ball away from the other team running it, grinding it out, pounding them in, and just saying, hey, defense, y'all are fresh. Go out and make some big plays. Um, this is a team that I believe last year should have gone into the wild card. Unfortunately, they didn't get into the wild card last year. Um, but, yeah, this is a team that I think should definitely be in the running. I think they're going to be second in the division, you know, with Cincinnati still going through some things and Pittsburgh – not quite there yet, you know, with the, the players around him. So Cleveland and Baltimore, I would love to see the. I can't wait to see that matchup, really. I want to see Baker do well. I really do. I'm really hard on him, but, you know, it's kind of, kind of hard to root for you when you're, you're doing all this talking and, you know, you can't back it up. So, and, and that's that's the thing, too, is I, I think about with Joe Burrow and Baker, there's a little bit of a resemblance with, you know, a guy who also played in Cleveland a couple of years ago and Johnny Manziel. You know, there's a fine line between uh, quarterback moxie and being cocky, you know, and I just don't know where they're at on that line. And, you know, the thing about, you know, Tua was just, Quiet, always going about his work, letting his play do all the talking, being very humble, and and you know now Baker wants to be humble. Wow, what a coincidence! You know all the trash talking didn't work. Uh, Joe Burrow, I'm sure he's quite a bit of a trash talker. You know he's he's a very confident guy. We're gonna see how confident he really is going into the season, and and uh, yeah, you know it's gonna be like I said, a really fun division to watch. Uh, no easy games, tough division, smash mouth. Um, even the Cleveland Browns, who were already really talented, got better. Um, and they did it with the coaching staff. So that's Kevin Stefanski is the reason why I think the Cleveland Browns will be in the mix to try to get a playoff spot, um, if not contend for the AFC North. And uh, there you have it, guys. That's another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. As always, thank you so much, guys. I know this one ran a little bit longer. But this is a little more to talk about with the Cleveland Browns. And appreciate you for tuning in and listening. Um, Just always, always remember, go for two, guys.